Mitchell, the master of mystery and adventure, William N. Robeson. They call themselves the Beat Generation, by which they do not mean defeated. They mean beatific, which is to say, blissful. They're cool, man. They're way out there. They dig jazz, which has no melody, and poetry, which makes no sense, at least to the rest of us squares. They're kids seeking an answer, and to the Beat Generation, the answer seems to be found in inaction, in non-feeling. They couldn't care less. But face a beat cat with reality, face him with murder, and what happens? Listen, listen, and as Dennis Day stars in Like Man, Somebody Dig Me, which follows in just a moment. Like Man, Somebody Dig Me, starring Mr. Dennis Day. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Man, like crazy. Man, I dig everything. I dig Zen and underarm deodorant. I dig Elvis Presley and Sputniks. I even dig people that drive right on by when I'm hitchhiking. People call me the tennis shoe because I wear them and because I'm always on the move. But mostly because I'm cool, man. I could stand out here in the middle of this desert all day. And you know something? It wouldn't bother me. You want to lift? Hey, I'm with you, chick. How far are you going? I just stick with Route 66, man, onto the ocean. We're on our way to Las Vegas. You going to California? Like I wrote a poem, man. I want to read it to the Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean? Well, I already read it to the Atlantic. Well, if you read it to the Atlantic, why bother to read it to the Pacific? Man, have you ever read a poem to the Atlantic in January? Well, no, I, uh... Oh, man. We almost didn't stop for you. You know, most people won't take a chance on hitchhikers these days. Yeah, you're lucky we picked you up. And look, man... I don't know what you want, but I ain't got it. I got no rose to pin on you, no medals. Big, I just stand by the road with my thumb up. If you want to pick me up, cool. If you want to drive on by, too cool. If you want to stop the car and let me out, that's okay with me. Because, man, I'm cool. I just don't care. You're the driver and I'm just along for the ride. You dig? <laughs> I'm just making conversation. Uh-huh. If you go to Vegas, man, you'll have to turn off at Kingman. I don't dig Vegas. Vegas is the squares. Mm. Right now, I'm going to get some shut-eye. Oh, I'm tired, man. The cops run me out of town last night for building a fire to keep warm. Well, I'm tired, man. You mean just for building a fire? Like, how was I to know all that wood was somebody's house? <laughs> down the lids of my eyes and make like I was asleep. But it was all I could do to keep from busting out laughing. It was kicks, man. These squares were real kicks. Walter, turn on the radio. Okay. 
I don't like that, Mary. Oh, Mary, don't be... Honey, he's perfectly harmless. I see his type on the road a lot. He's kind of a fad. They call themselves the beat generation. They pretend that nothing matters to them anymore. They just drift. He's harmless. Well, just the same. I wish we hadn't... We interrupt matinee melodies to bring you another bulletin on the killer who's been terrorizing southern Nevada. Brother, listen. The hatchet-maniac's fourth victim was just found brutally murdered in the small Nevada town of Searchlight, not far from the Arizona border. Only one eyewitness has seen the killer. She describes him as being medium height, dark coloring, wearing a red nylon jacket and tennis shoes. Walter, he... Use your head, You're in Arizona. But the description fits. And he could be carrying anything in that bag of tears. You want to look in a bag like... I thought you were asleep. Don't jump. Stay cool. I'll put it in the front seat and you can look see. <laughs> Man, don't even zip a shut. So what do you dig inside? A bottle of wine from the supermarket, written copies of my poems, a clean shirt with a dirty collar. Man, I travel so light I don't even dig toothbrushes. So what am I going to do with a hatchet? <laughs> Man, that one about squares. They never, ever learn. Buddy, what do you want to get out? Anywhere. We've got to get some gas soon. Aren't strange? The streets are almost deserted. Oh, with that maniac running loose, everybody's probably locked up indoors. Daughter, shouldn't we have turned off by now? We're just about out of town. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Here's a place. See? food, and gas. Look, why don't we pull in here and ask and, and get some gas at the same time? I don't see anybody. Look, maybe they're closed. Life is still on. I'll go inside. Don't leave me, Walter. There's nothing to be afraid of. Me. Well, I'm certainly not going to stay out here alone. Why, thanks, Jake. Walter! Like, who was I to stay in the car when the body's inside? Just as we go through the front door, some cat hustles in from the kitchen, wiping his hands on his apron. Oh, there you are. I didn't hear you drive up. Walter, you've got blood on your hands. Mary, please don't be lying. Tomorrow's special is chicken and dumplings. Somebody has to kill the chickens. That's why I didn't hear you drive up. Oh. We need some gas. Yeah, man. Like gasoline. Man, like right away, I got eyes to see this cat ain't nobody's pop. And he ain't never run no gas station before. What do you think? I'm going to tell these squares? I drop my bag at the end of the counter, and then I walk around to the back of the station and put some of the dirt off my face. It takes me quite a while to scrub, but I come back around the station just in time to see the two squares drive off down the road. And what do you think happens? Instead of turning to go to Vegas, they turn to the left. And when I come in the cafe, I surprise this cat behind the counter. Oh. <laughs> hey, man, you walk up on people like too quiet. That's why they call me the tennis shoe. Like you hip. They call me the cat. I can tell why. Hey. Where'd those two squares go? Mexico. Mexico? They said they were going to Vegas. Yeah, I know. They asked me where to turn, and I told them. They drive long enough, they'll wind up in Mexico. Mm. <laughs> 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 
cat, and I walk and rest. I'm 66 with my thumb ready. Ten, maybe 15 minutes at the most. And this squad car with the flashing lights comes up to a stop. Well, right away, they pull out those big, shiny pistols. And right away, I know what they're thinking. This is really going to be crazy. Hold your hands in the air. Man, like always. Hold them up high. I want your head blown off. That's better. Let me search him, George. Hey, easy, man. I laugh when people do that. <laughs> He's clean. What do you got in the bag? I got goodies for Grandma. You dig Grandma? Step away from it. See what's in the bag, George. Okay. My God. What is it? We've got him. Why, well, got who, man? This is the hatchet killer, Charlie. To dig what's in the bag, and I almost flipped. There, on top of a clean shirt with a dirty collar, on top of all that cool poetry, on top of an almost full half bottle of wine, there's this hatchet I've never seen before. Man, like I'd laugh. But the hatchet is all bloody. I don't like your flip attitude. So flip, man, flip. I don't know whether you realize it or not, but you're in bad trouble. You've been caught with a murder weapon and no identification and no alibi. I told you my story, but you don't dig it. You expect me to believe that you've just been passing through the state? Don't forget that Bronson cat in Gallup, New Mexico. He's all the alibi I need. I was swinging at a party at his place last night. All night. He digs me, so I'm not shook. This is a new kick, Daddy-O. I ain't never been up for murder before. Oh, too cool. Just get up for his big party. Uh, Kingman's here, hey, office. Yeah, he's here. It's the Gallup police. Hello. Hey, I got him there with you. I'll put him on. Uh, will you shut up so I can hear? Hello? Mr. Bronson, this is the Kingman Sheriff's Office. I got a man here that says you know him. He's had a party at your place last night. Calls himself the tennis shoe. What? Just a minute. Says he never heard of you. Hey, let me talk to him. Hello, man. Yeah, man. Hey, this is me. The tennis shoe. And you, like I know. Well, tell the man. I would, but I keep forgetting. <laughs> hey, Bronson, look, uh, this is for real. They're trying to pin a murder on me. <laughs> Crazy, man. Uh, you way out there. Way out. Murder. What kicks? <laughs> like, man, won't somebody dig me? Now, do you want to tell me why you killed him? Yeah, but I didn't. You were carrying a hatchet that killed five people. How did it get in your bag? The cat must have put it there. Who's that? I told you already. You know, the guy that was at Pop's place. Who else saw him beside you? I told you. The two squares. What? Give me the lift. 
The man and woman you sent in the wrong direction? I didn't send him in the wrong direction. The cat did. He's cool. He did it for a kick. You killed the old man for a kick? No, no, I'm innocent. It's all a collection of circumstances. I'm just a victim of the world, man. Take him down and bring him for first-degree murder. What's going on out there? Yeah, most everybody in town's out front. They yell for the hatchet killer. You aren't going to let them in here, Chief, huh? Yeah, if they make up their mind they're coming in, it's going to take more than me to stop them. Well, you can't let them get me. Don't pay any attention to them, Daddy-O. I'm going to go out there and try and talk them out of it. Yeah. and neighbors. Now, I know how you all felt about Pop Daniels. He was a friend of mine, too. But I know you all well enough to know that you all want to see justice done. That's what we brought the rope for. We want the killer. We want the killer. Now, quiet down a minute. Drag me out of the jail across the street and into this sleepy little park in the center of town. I try to laugh, man. I mean, it's a new kick being carried around like that. I try to laugh. Yeah, but no laugh comes out. And then I see this rope. The one with the long knife. And all of a sudden, I know that the only cat that's going to be swimming at this party is me. my sense of direction. <sighs> All that driving and here we are right back in Kingland. I knew there was nobody in the street when we came through and... Well, now look at that crowd over there in the park. Probably a political rally of some sort. No. Look at that rope. They're going to hang somebody. Hey, old-timer. Yes, sir? What's going on? Hey, caught that fellow what's been going around chopping up people over in the city. But he surely made a mistake when he killed old Pop Daniels here in Kingman's afternoon. We don't put up with that kind of Look thing. Look at that man they're putting the rope on. Isn't that the That's same? our hitchhiker. They're making a terrible mistake. He was with us all afternoon. Father, where are you going? They'll hang him if I don't stop him. Come back here, they'll hang you too. Hey, man, give me a break. Wait. I didn't do it. Wait. This man is innocent. a mistake. I'm a hell here. Let me prove it. He me. He's innocent. I can't. Because he was with my wife and me all afternoon. Man, am I glad to see you. After that, it really wasn't any trouble. They told the cops where I'd been. The cops were mad because I wasn't the killer. But there wasn't anything they could do about it. And the next morning, I woke out of jail into the sunshine and the fresh air. But man... Man, it's really great to be alive. And the world looks good. Even people look good. 
I walk down the main drag and in less than five blocks, I pass a little kid that tries to con me into buying up all his newspapers so he can go home early. A neon sign that screams good food and dance. A hundred cars given by guys that don't own them. No apology for some guy I bumped into. And then I start wondering, what am I so gone about? A young man. Yeah, like? I wonder if you'd be so kind. You see, my daughter let me out of her car. She told me the optometrist was straight ahead. And somehow I got turned around. Would you lead me to the right door? Optometrists? Yes, I broke my glasses this morning. Well, Grandma, I don't know how you did it, but you drifted yourself down about two doors. Here, take my arm. Oh, thank you so much. You're such a kind young man. Hey, watch it. There's a step here. you were hip, Grandma. And what nice music on the radio. Yeah, Mom, that's way out. Now, look, here's a chair. You sit down. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, my, whatever would I have done without you? Shh. There's a sign over there that says, Quiet, please. I'll tell the receptionist you're here. Don't go away. Can I help you? Uh, yeah. Are you one of the family or a friend of the deceased? It's uh, my mother. Yeah, she doesn't want to view the body. She just wants to sit here and meditate about the dearly departed. I see. Yeah, yeah. Just leave her alone with her thoughts. I'll be by and pick her up in a while. We do our best to be a comfort in a time of trial and stress. Get out of the street and I hot foot it way out in the desert before I fall down and bust down laughing. Hey, I think of that old chick sitting in that bureau parlor waiting for a pair of glasses. And I just about crack up, man. Oh, I cracked. <laughs> One thing about squares, man, they just never, ever learn. <laughs> of Like Man, Somebody Dig Me, written by George Bamber. In tonight's story were Lillian Byeth, Bill Quinn, Jack Moyles, Paul Fries, and Charles Seal. Listen, listen again next week when we return with Miss Agnes Moorhead, starring in Head Shrinker, another tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.